Hey, everybody. Welcome to Eternal Leadership, and we are welcoming back today Andy Mason. Andy, welcome back to the Eternal Leadership Podcast. Thanks so much, John. Oh, my goodness. I was looking back at our episodes, brother, and you were episode 12, and we're well over episode 300, and you've done a couple in the... In the meeting, but man, thank you for being part of the whole genesis of this whole idea that was eternal leadership. Um, man, I, I so appreciate it. I, that's it means so good to be part of it and seeing the progress and the growth is just so exciting. Yeah, everybody listening, we started from an idea a few years ago, and I think this is something really interesting for today, right? A lot of us have a lot of things we're conceiving, ideas God's putting on our heart. We just got the rankings from iTunes, we were ranked number 42 in the U.S. in business and number 52 globally in business as a faith-based podcast. And I just sincerely thank you, everybody listening, thank you for this. And, and this topic really fits in, especially in this time. What I would ask everybody out there, if you're listening to this, you know, go into iTunes or wherever you listen from your podcast and just subscribe and just take this, if you're listening to this conversation with Andy, and just share it with them, because today is a really important message, and it's on finding hope. And everybody hears me talk about, you know, in the present, in today, how I've always led through adversity in my teams, how I've gone through adversity. It's really just focusing on the present. How do I find that next small step forward, really in partnership with the Father. And months ago, Andy, God put a message on your heart that has now come out with a book. And everybody knows the process. It's a long time from idea to publishing in the book world. And the book that you just published is called Finding Hope. And it's all about finding practical hope versus, uh, I think sometimes people look at hope incorrectly. Think of it as either false hope or uh, but we're talking about practical hope. And what you talked about, and it's on the back of your book, right, is how do you figure out yeah. that hopeful action step, hope-filled action step? So, everybody, that's what we're going to be talking about today. I think this is a message a lot of people need to hear. Real quick, Andy, you are at uh, Bethel Church. Tell us a little bit more about what you're doing today, because I know it's changed a little bit over the last couple of years. Yeah, yeah. So, I lead Heaven and Business, which is a growing movement of business people experiencing God in their workplace, building excellent business, and then using that as a vehicle to uh, seek the well-being of the city that they serve. So we decide well, people who are influencing nations is the, is the ultimate, and it's, it's truly a blast. It is fun. And I lead a bunch of people that whose worlds have turned upside down right now. So you're right. Uh, title of this book, Finding Hope in Crazy Times. I couldn't have written a more timely book. Yeah, because when you were probably coming up with that title, nobody had ever heard of a coronavirus, had they? Correct. <laughs> I mean, there's always crazy times. And I mean, a lot of it is it's chronicling stories from my life in the last 10 years where we left New Zealand, came to the States, had to work through immigration and visas and no income and uh, health challenges with my kids and my wife and then two years ago, we had the car fire that burned entirely around our house. All of these ups and downs. Yes, there's always crazy times. And so I thought, oh, yeah, this is just about that. And, and we were going through the political upheaval in America and Brexit and, and what's happening in Europe. It's all over the world. There's crazy times. Mm-hmm. And then, boom, we have what's happening right now on top of all of that. It's like, oh, 
this is a little bit deeper than what I thought it was. You know, that's true. And I would say, Andy, that this time does feel unprecedented. I think just because of the size and the scope of what's going on. Yeah. But I would tell you, though, if somebody's listening to this and it's two or three or four years from now, and they look at the title, Finding Hope in Crazy Times, you know, they're going to look at that and go, oh, my gosh, that was just in time message for what I need today, because this isn't isolated to what's going on now, because life is constantly happening. And whether it's a global pandemic or the fact that maybe you just lost a job or it's in the future and something happened with a health challenge. But I think this, you know, seeking and finding hope, like, you know, my story, having gone through my accident in a very long and painful recovery, I know for a fact it was hope and seeking hope and holding on to hope, even if it was a tiny little flicker of an ember at times in the darkest times was absolutely key on on what got me through that whole period. Absolutely. And I just so agree. It's an expectation of a better future. But I think the difference, and you and I were talking about this, it's not a surreal or ethereal or denial version of hope. It's a tangible, it's a hope that sees something it sees or may not even quite see it just like you said is that flicker that there's something there's something going on right now i can't see the entire picture but i have a belief system and i have a hope in a person that this is going to work out for good and so i'm looking i'm observing i'm watching and i've got my head up rather than buried in social media or buried in whatsapp around the pain around me which is real but I'm looking at the hope within me causes me to be looking for the opportunities and the things that are changing so that I'm positioned for it. And then the result is that we advance even in crazy times rather than my world is over and I just want to shrink into a ball and, and just go into a fetal position and cry. <laughs> so what came together in your life that prompted you to, write this message because this is about these like you said before right you've gathered all these different stories of how people have heard god you know connected to that hope and you know what started this for you yeah so my wife and i now people trust me quickly i have a platform i have favor in that regard my wife is more behind the scenes and she's strategic so i just blindly run into objects and holes She's the one that's thoughtful and says, had you thought of doing it like this? I'm like, oh, yeah, it's kind of obvious now. So we were having a conversation together saying, how do we best use one another's strengths? How do we look at what we're doing? What are the, the resources, tools, abilities, and gifts in our hand? And how do we leverage those together the best possible? And we realized that I have done blogs and posts and talks from my journals over the last 10 plus years and literally as we left new zealand came to the states and the ups and downs since then the one thing that's really anchored me is daily hearing the voice of god is the situations that i face i find that he literally does speak and through his word and the application of that has been profound in terms of Mm. how it's affected me and helped me navigate the ups and downs and the lefts and the rights And so Janine and I were talking and she said, well, what if you identify 30 of those journal entries that are the powerful ones 
and then she would take them and turn them into something that others would better actually read. Mm. So there's some structure and strategy behind it. So it's literally a story, the scripture, the application, prayer, questions to take people deeper, and then action steps. What are you going to do today? And so we did that, put that together, and found that partnership of working with my wife and her strengths and my strengths, not competing but collaborating, has been just outstanding. So that was about August, September last year. And then uh, we finally got the writing part done probably in January. Mm -hmm. And then it's been putting the second half of it, which is the layout, the format, the marketing, every piece of that has been since January. So let me ask you a question. So, because this came from your personal journey, uh, your journal and your journey, Correct. right? Correct. Correct. If you go back and look at some of those stories, some of those times where maybe you felt like hope was this almost distant thing, it almost felt like aspirational, right? Because you really stressed the word practical yeah. hope. You know, for some of those folks out there right now that almost feel like that hope of things getting better really feels like it's way out there in the distance. Um, how did you, Andy, maybe in times like that reconnect? Yeah, so I mean, probably is the best way is to give one of those examples. So this is literally 30, 30 10 minute long chapters. One of those is called You Will Not Be Ashamed. And it was the start of last year, so just over 12 months ago. Mm -hmm. And uh, we had, uh, my wife was experiencing just, we didn't even know what was going on, some nerve condition that was affecting and debilitating for her. I had uh, a team members the same. Uh, we had just recovered from the car fire. It was in 220,000 acres and burned around our house six weeks after we purchased it. Mm. Uh, then we had this snowmageddon, which the trees that didn't burn got smashed by the snow. I'm sitting there wondering, have I done something wrong? Am I, have I, you know, like, am I messing up somewhere? And then to top it all off, my best friend's 21 year old son was killed in a tragic car accident. And I was just sitting there, like in ashes, thinking, oh my, it just, just rocked. And thinking, have I just gone way off course? I feel like I'm leading people in business and in life to trust God, believe for the impossible, take risk, expand and influence. And my world has just been bombed. Mm. And I'm asking these questions. The, the scripture at the start of the year was Isaiah 54, enlarge the place of your tent, stretch out, grow, expand, increase. And I'm just getting tanked on every side. So I was pondering these questions. I went to Australia for the memorial service, and I'm sitting there with nothing to do. So I start to go back over, over my journal of what God had been saying. And all of what I'm hearing him say is expand, take risk. And I'm like, but for goodness sake, Jesus, this is terrible. Like I'm doing this, but why am I experiencing everything so bad? I feel embarrassed. I feel ashamed. I feel awkward. And I'm sitting there, I said, I need to just hear your voice today. So I remember exactly where I was sitting in this house in Australia, just uh, biding time until we've got this memorial service. And I'm sitting there quietly and this thought comes to mind. What day did you leave Reading? And I'm like, well, well that was 
March the 31st. It was a Sunday. Then the next question pops in my head. And these are like thoughts. So I've learned to just be still. And mm-hmm. if I have a thought that's probably not my own, it's probably God. It might be me, but it's probably God. So I just go with the process. The next question that pops in my head is, what day did you arrive in Australia? And I said, well, that was Tuesday, April the 2nd. And I, as if I had to explain myself to God, is, well, because we, <laughs> you know, we, when we hop in the plane, there's this change in time. And you know, we were flying over the date line and we lost a day and all of that process. Well, I'm sitting there. Next question pops in my head. Well, what day did you miss? And I suddenly realized we missed April the 1st. It did not exist in my calendar. And I hear just this thought again in my head. That's right. There was no April Fool's for you. You will not be embarrassed or ashamed. You can trust me. And I just sat there and wept. And in that moment, nothing externally changed, but it reset me for keep going. Don't change the subject. It's going to be okay. And I read back further in Isaiah 54, it literally says the same thing. Enlarge, step out. And then verse three and four says, you will not be embarrassed or ashamed. And it just, that changed everything. It recentered me with hope. I started to move forward again with confidence rather than this tentative, you know, half. If you're in business and you take a half a step or a shaky step, you're liable to get knocked down. Mm-hmm. You have to do it with everything that's in you. You've got to believe what you're doing. You've got to go for it. So it gave me back that confidence as this confidence in a better future. And we've just carried on since then. But that was the story and the scripture that literally changed my world in that moment. Now, Andy, as you've taken that forward and today, you know, through the, uh, at the Beth, you you co-founded the Bethel School of Supernatural Ministry, and you're no, working. No, no, no. Yeah, so the School of Ministry is separate. Oh no, that was that was so, Chris Valentin did that. Yeah, right? that's correct. Yeah, yeah. Right, and and you work very closely with Chris, but you're also working with a lot of people in in business, right? Correct. In all different spheres of influence, and as you're working with these people, whether they're and I can, you know, as you said that, I was thinking, you know what, today, you know, people whose businesses are failing or they didn't have enough cash, right, for a cushion, right, things haven't kicked in right now. I could see how people could maybe feel that way with what's happening right now. Yes. Or they're also in that situation like, hey, I need to take a bold step forward. Yeah. And there's so much uncertainty in the world. I don't even know what a bold step forward even looks like. How, what are you sharing with those people? that you're leading on how to bring that out into the world, what you just shared. Correct. So uh, you would have heard before. So step number one is I've got to reset and re-anchor. If I'm focused on what I cannot control, Mm -hmm. as in there is currently a law in place that there's a government requirement for me to shelter at home. So if I'm filling my life up with the things that I cannot do, as in I cannot change when the government's going to release that. So for me to then argue, frustrate, vent about that is just a waste of oxygen, air, and energy. So I've got to reset and say, what do I have power over? What is in my hand? What can I do? And the analogy that I like is to think of is uh, if you've ever watched NASCAR, uh, Daytona 500, and there's an accident, 
there's literally people affected right in that moment that there's nothing they can do. You're just like, okay, you just got to literally survive and do what you can and get wheeled off and go through the hospital. And, and that's, that's, that's part. For everybody else that's not immediately and directly affected, what do they do? Well, the cars get in behind the flag and they get back into formation and they just stay in formation at a slow pace until the race gets going again. I think that's what we are like right now. So number one is I'm recentering my connection and my perspective and my faith and my vision and I'm questioning uh, what am I called to? What does that look like? That everything has changed. And 9-11 changed the way the world did travel. This is going to change the way the world does meetings. It's not going to immediately go back to normal. I don't know if there will be a normal. So everything is changed. Yeah, and not just meetings. It fundamentally changes how we do business with remote working because it's, Ab- it's absolutely. not. You know, there was a trend that was moving this way, and this accelerated it. Right, but it's not just like our team coming together. It's like if you and I are used to working just, let's say, uh, on a project, and I could come down and just chat with you and talk and catch up. But now it has to be this intentional act that I'm doing sitting from my desk at home. Yep. It's very different. And, yeah, and it's not going to be lift the lid and everyone goes back to life as normal. It's, it's not going to be like that. So things will be done differently. Everybody is learning how to do things online because we're forced to. So that's going to change. So that means I've got to relook at what am I doing? How am I doing it now? What can I look at differently? What are my core values? So this is a, it's a gift of time to look at what I'm doing, how I'm doing it. Perhaps it's time to retool, relearn. There are so many free courses from marketing to Ivy League courses that are free. And there's the paid ones. So there's, it's like there's no reason why anybody could not be having a really, really good look at what we're doing and what we could do differently and how we could do things differently. Having conversations with people, there are resources available. And so that's what we're being encouraging somebody to do right now. Number one is reset, focus on what I can do rather than what I can't. And that for me is anchored in resetting my connection with God his throne is not under threat. This didn't surprise him. He didn't rescue us from this as in to avoid it, which means he's going to be with us in it and help us navigate day by day. So I'm going to reset in my connection. What are you saying to me, God? Who do I listen to? The voices that I'm allowing to feed into my life right now. And then secondly, I'm saying from that perspective, because now I have hope, then I'm going to start looking at Okay, what do I need to stop doing? What do I need to start doing? What do I need to keep doing? And those practical look of my strategy. So in the last month for us with Heaven and Business, we've launched uh, mastermind classes. Mm-hmm. Uh, so there's groups of seven people now meeting that are, it's all virtual meetings, but it's like, how do I source encouragement for one another? How do I strategize the best way through this? And then how I maximize momentum both now in my business and coming out of that. So that's boom, we've launched that. I've been procrastinating about that thing for probably six months. It's like, it's time to launch it. Boom, it happened. Two, number two is we've started a weekly prayer meeting. So we have a membership. That membership is free for the month of April. So anybody can jump on to Heaven and Business online and actually just be free for the entire month. 
so that there's no reason that would be a barrier for people to jump on and learn. And we're doing all of their resources, plus we're additionally doing a weekly prayer call. We're not just praying for people, but teaching people how to pray in your business. So there's all of these extra things that we're launching right now that is the time to do that. The only reason I've done that. And let me tell people too, the website is heaven in inbusiness.com. It's a phenomenal resource. I get all your newsletters. I'm part of the community. Yeah, it's been a, just a huge source of encouragement. I just want to tell you that right up top. Yeah. And I would just encourage our listeners when they hear this to plug in to what you and the what you're doing through Heaven and Business too. Yeah. Thanks, John. I think the reason that I can do that is I'm just starting to then take ownership. Even this morning, I was uh, reading a, a comment. I love social media. Social media is just a vehicle to influence. It, how you use it is up to you. And I just read a post from somebody that I know, which was just really, I would say, nutting off about what he has no power over. So the result of that is effectively filling the void with more noise. And it just made me realize, again, I can get wound up over what he's saying or not saying, or I can just focus on what I can do. So it just keeps coming back to, yep, I am frustrated about that. But a circle of of influence, circle of concern. I'm concerned about all those things, but I have zero influence over those. What do I have influence over? And I'm going to focus on that. And so that's what I am doing. And that's an up and down every day. You know, some moments of days, depending on who I've talked to, and I'll just be in tears of hearing how their life has been, you know, undermined and bombed. And others, their businesses are, are moving forward in the middle of this. And then there's others that are positioning. So there's every range of the spectrum. Well, yeah. And I got to tell you, the, the thing for me too, and you talked about this, right? If you really look at the kind of, what's the principle that undergirds having hope and it's really trusting the father. Like it, the first thing he said to me at my accident was that all things work together for good. And I, I had to learn, I had to choose to accept that at face value, but even though things that I don't understand or don't make sense or are really difficult and hard for me right now. And especially if I look back and put things in context that, other times I've had to walk through adversity, both economic, financial, health crisis, things like that. I have always come out of it and been able to move forward. And I got to tell you, that gives me a lot of hope because sometimes it doesn't feel like maybe, you know, tomorrow might be better than today. That doesn't always feel like that's going to be true. That's in my own mind. But I do know that a month or six months or a year from now, it is going to be better. Uh, it's going to be gooder, especially in partner when you really turn things over and and you move forward in partnership with the Father. And yes. I think it's I think it's really important for us to kind of keep things in context. Absolutely, I just I mean I so agree. It will be different. Like if I'm trying to keep everything the same and keep all my ducks lined up and my all my pigeons in a row and it's no, it's going to be different. So I can no longer draw my confidence and trust from what was I have to be. So yes, it's going to be difficult for the people that are pioneers. Then they're just reveling in this. They're like, bring it on. It's going to change everything. All the fences are gone. 
for those that are more of a settlers, they like just to follow them, which is super important. This is really, really unsettling. Mm -hmm. So I have to reestablish where do I find my confidence and my trust. And my hope and my confidence is in something that is unseen. It's in, it's in the creator who made the planet, who's not surprised. And I think the other thing is so many of us, it's a fear of failure. Uh, just you know, thinking of Revelation that says we overcome, i.e. we win by the blood of the lamb. What Jesus did is full and final, paid for everything by the word of our testimony, which is what we are eating and repeating in terms of the stories that we'll fill up and repeat around our lives. Are we just repeating negativity or are we actually saying this is what's going on and this is the story that we're creating? But then the third one is, and they did not love their lives to death. As in, we have a hope that goes beyond death. As in, death is not final and it's not failure. So it's this, I, I believe that God will rescue us and keep us. But if I die, that is not the end. And so that is an aspect of what we do, which enables us to live with eternity in mind. It's eternal leadership. It's not just earthly leadership. Yeah. And, you know, you said something that I picked up on, right? It's that story in our mind that we create. And that story can be uh, influenced and colored by our experiences, our mindset, our identity, and to really shift that to a place, you know, a healthy place. What I have found, Andy, is I have to do that in community. I, I hope everybody, as yeah. you listen, right, you're like, man, I, I wish I was just hanging out with somebody like Andy every day, right? To, you know, even if you can share things like about how you're thinking and maybe you're feeling more about, uh, you and I both know Ray Edwards. I was talking with him last week and I said, Ray, you know, words for you are really important. And as you communicate, what are you sensing that a lot of people are maybe feeling right now as you're trying to communicate and, and craft words? And he said, you know, this has gone on so long, what's happening now, and is that people have shifted to a place of fatigue and despair. And I think if that is coloring how you're viewing events and, and the stories that you're telling yourself about your situation, it's so important to not only be in prayer and journaling and reading the scripture, but also be in community with other people that maybe have been able to step out of that into a more hopeful place. Because when I have found that when I struggle sometimes with what's going on in my own head, and I share that with some of the folks in my pinnacle forum, my Bible study, you know, some of my, my mentors in my life, it just gives me a complete almost reset on how I'm thinking about things. And I think for me, getting through periods where I really need to connect to hope to keep moving forward in a, a bold fashion has been really meaningful. Yeah, absolutely. And I 100% agree. Yes. I have a group of guys that I meet with every two weeks. That's where we just, that's a lot of what we do is give each other perspective. Because when you're in a hole, sometimes you don't see it. So mm -hmm. having people around you that can hand you a ladder or actually be there in it with you. And just I'm intentionally looking to feed myself. So if I get up in the morning, I find if I'll feed myself on social media or email, I'll get distracted. 
and I'll be unstable. But if I anchor myself in the word of God, which doesn't change, that my I'm setting my day up to succeed. It's like it lines me with the, an inoculant to depression and dis- discouragement. But I've got to choose what I do on a daily basis. I'm also doing a, with the book that's come out, because it's 30 chapters, they're 10 minutes long. Ray, who you interviewed last week, was he actually said, Andy, what if we do 30 days of hope, a 30-day hope challenge? So we are literally every single day on Ray's Facebook page, we're going live and we're going through one chapter a day. And if even if no one else did this on the planet, just doing that every day with Ray, it's 7 a.m. Pacific time is setting our days in such a way that from there, it's like every single time it just recenters me, refocuses me, gives me an action step. And we just walk that through together. It's like doing a discipleship, devotional, accountability, friendship online, live. And that alone is so good. So anybody could do that, grab a copy of the book do it with a friend, walk it through. It will change your day because it positions you with a positive outlook and an accountability to do something with that as it affects your daily life. Oh, that's a powerful thing that you guys are doing. You and Ray and on Facebook, you guys can just search Ray Edwards. Uh, He's phenomenal. And the book is Finding Hope. Finding Hope in Crazy Times. In Crazy Times. And also that you can go to heaveninbusiness.com. So just, you know, as we wrap up here, Andy, what are just, you know, people have been listening to this. Maybe there's something we've left unsaid or a final thought you want to just leave with folks. What would that be? Yeah, I just would just keep getting back to the fact of, you know, God is not surprised. He's not, this throne is not under threat. Like you said, all things work together for good. So if it's not good, we haven't finished yet. So there will be, that does not undermine or diminish the pain and the loss of family and friends who have lost their lives or lost their health in this process. But I just know that there is more on the other side. So I would just say, anchor yourself in hope. Keep moving forward. Keep your eyes lifted up. And we will see what God will do in and through this that will astound us. I just, you know, there's a scripture, look to the nations and be utterly amazed for I am doing something in your day that you would not believe even if I told you. That's Habakkuk. I believe it's one five. It's just like it's, that's what's going on. And we get to choose what part of that story we will be part of. Mm, I love that sentiment. And I truly feel in my deep in my soul right now, Andy, that God is moving big time. I I think uh, you said before we even uh, hit record, the amount of people who showed up at Easter services to worship because of everything that's happening, the numbers have skyrocketed. The the people making decisions for Christ have, have skyrocketed. And, you know, God's doing something big right now, and we have a choice to, I think, pray for God to reveal what he is doing, his will, out in the world to us individually, and what we need to do to join him. Because I got to tell you, Andy, I've shifted. I used to pray 
you know, I was always kind of seeking clarity. You know, what is that step that you write, that perfect, that unique thing? Like, what is God's will for my life? And what I realized is what I should be seeking personally is what is God's will out there that he's doing and what does he want me to join him in that? And I got to tell you, in just making that shift for me has been one of the probably the most hope giving changes that I have made personally in a long time. So good. So with that, buddy, I uh, thank you for your time. Thank you for what you're doing. Um, the work you guys do is so powerful, so impactful. And I really encourage everybody out there listening to plug into Andy, his team, what they're doing at Heaven in Business. And I love your idea. Grab this book. You know, we're all going to be remote for a while. And I think even yep. if we can get back into society, it's going to be a very slow transition. So grab that book and grab a few guys, or if you already have a Bible study, uh, men, women, whatever it happens to be families and just start going through uh, these stories and yeah. have these conversations because it's going to change who you are, how you think it's going to change your relationships because at the end of all this, as we come out of it, nothing is going to be status quo. Either That's we right. have improved our relationship with the Lord, with other people, how we think, our skill sets. It's either going to get better or it's going to move backwards and other people are going to pass us. And we have a choice right now. And there's little things that we can do, just like going through Andy's book, something like this, that can be, I think, really meaningful for who we are and how we're showing up in the world, what we're doing, how we think, how we relate to others, how we make decisions that can serve us for the rest of our life. Absolutely. Thank you so much, John. Absolutely agree. I think it's, I can look at it as, you know, a burden or as a gift. And I, mm -hmm. I'm going to view what we've got right now as a gift of time, not discounting the pain and the challenge and the sacrifice for that. But I want to get to the end of this period and just know, did I use this time fruitfully? Mm -hmm. And I can honestly then look at you on the face and say, yes, this is what I have done with this time. This is the connections that have deepened. This is the learning that's happened. I love it. Uh, a friend of mine just was saying, God, what do you want me to do? What do you want me to do? What should I do? And heard nothing and realized perhaps I should change the question, just like you were saying. And his chest questions changed. God, what do you want me to know? What can I learn right now that I can never learn any other time? And that changed his life and what he mm. did as a result. So that's what I pray for everybody listening, that this time of transition that's been forced upon you would be a fruitful and productive time and that the connections and just the grace to grow and change would just abound toward everyone listening that we'd get through this and look back and we'd just be astounded. Look at the good that has come out of this. Mm -hmm. Love that. Thank you, brother. You're the best, man. And I can't wait I to our next it. conversation. Yeah. Thank you so much, John. Yeah.